0: Pixel Sift. Hello, my name's Gianni, and I'm the executive producer of Pixel Sift. You might have seen back in May that for the first time in over a decade, video game developers in Western Australia would have direct content funding support from their state government. Screenwest, which is the agency that's administering the Interactive Pilot Fund, offered $100,000 for the creators of Interactive Experiences in Western Australia. Well, the first recipients of the fund have now been announced, and they include dungeon-crawling dating sims, virtual reality ghost-hunting adventures, 3D adventure games designed with accessibility at its core, cat-themed puzzle games, and an alternate reality game based about those I'm-not-a-robot capture tests. Willie Rowe is the CEO of ScreenWest, and he says there's a big opportunity for Western Australian screen creators to take part in a $200 billion export industry.
1: We recognised quite some time ago that um, games and uh, VR and other emerging—not so much emerging anymore, but emerging um, uh, platforms—were uh, really becoming quite important, and uh, and and uh, looked at uh, uh, the potential market for Western Australia, um, given the success that games have had in developing, particularly in Victoria and, and Queensland, with the support of their screen funding agencies and uh, the creative agencies um, and so we had an opportunity with some additional funding we received uh, last year to put some money aside for a, a pilot fund for, um, uh, for these, these sorts of technologies and we, we put aside $100,000 really just to go and to test the waters in Western Australia to see how successful it could be.
0: What have you been most surprised about with the games industry as you were moving into this this field?
1: The size of it—it's um, massive. Um, I, I, I understand that we're looking at about a two hundred billion dollar worldwide uh, industry, and so that's quite significant. And and some of the projects that uh, have shown huge success have really very very much gone, gone globally viral. Um, and and you know the, the opportunity is the talents in Western Australia—the talents very much here. Um, so it was how can we help harness that talent and and get it to uh, get the, the the talent to be able to showcase themselves uh, and to develop their projects and to get them introduced to publishers and to to work out how to commercialise their projects. So it's it's a learning experience for us, but um, it's also really very very exciting for for um, the West Australian gaming industry.
0: V. Pendergrast, Screenwest's Interactive and Games Consultant, has been working on this funding platform since November last year, and she says this first pilot round is an important step.
2: Um, I'm really pleased. I think we picked the best possible applications. I'm really happy with the way the assessment came out. Um, I can see there's a lot of opportunity that's going on, and it really makes me hungry to get started. Um, I'm working on the what's next coming up at the moment. So, for what we've got at the moment, it's, it's raw content funding. Um, moving forward, as our uh, as my program matures, I would like to have that attachment funding, oh, and I also have the ability to fund short courses and/or to bring an expert over so they can run a three day intensive on a particular area, such as QA or interface design or something
0: like that. So, what is next for the developers then? What's what's the next stage for them?
2: So. Uh, all of these projects, by one, are already existing in some form or another, and this is about sharpening them up and taking them to a commercial um, framework, um, a commercial like a, a, a building up their market presence. One of which, which is Nathan Scott's project, Court Fiends, is actually existing in pre-prototype phase. So for him, it's very much about getting a prototype together and then starting the hustle in terms of finding a publisher. For the others, it's about building them up, maybe um, forming whatever market attachments they're going to and then getting them up to um, a platform near you and getting them into people's living rooms.
0: Funding recipient Amy Doherty, whose team is developing the interactive 360 video VR game Ghost Cam, says that interactive projects allow you to tell stories in different ways to film and that she was very excited to get started.
3: Uh uh, I, I'm pretty thrilled. Um, I was excited even that this fund uh, was created. I'm so looking forward to what um, not only what I can do, but um, what everyone else does with the uh, funding.
0: So, why is VR and interactive so interesting to you?
3: I like it because, in a sense, you're building a world. And story doesn't have to just be, even though I've got a filmmaking background and I studied screenwriting, etc., story isn't just. Um, words on a page, Um, uh, there's a fantastic um, uh, creative installation group, um, art group called Meow Wolf. I don't know if you've heard of them but they had this uh, whole experience where it's physical installation and you walk through this 1950s kitchen and then you go on a journey and you're trying to discover what's happened to this family. One great quote from that was, everything is text. So, it could be the door that you choose to open. It could be the, the, the butterfly or the sound that you know, swoops behind your head. Everything is text. So, I like this challenge and freedom of, of telling a story, but also story, not just storytelling, but story living in a, in a new way. I feel like it, while it, yeah, it does have quite a few challenges, it does open like, up a world of possibilities. And to me, that's so exciting.
0: Kalgoorlie-based developer Brian Fairbanks says his game Lost and Hound was about making a video game experience for players who are blind and that they miss out on so much of our cultural experiences because media isn't made for them and that there was a family member
4: that really put the experience of disability into perspective for him. It's pretty much a scent dog, a scent tracking dog simulator game with a deep story. Um, and the kind of tricky... Um, kind of sneaky design in it is that it's it's created to be fully accessible through um, mechanics and alternate means of delivering information to um, all levels of visual impairment as well as other um, disability types as well. But, but I, I focused on um, the idea that there are so few games for the blind that are um, viable. And I wanted to kind of do it backwards where you know most games they'll they'll finish the most most developers they'll finish the game and then they will look backwards and say what can i do to make it accessible i wanted to start um kind of the opposite way just to just to i mean it started just to see what would happen and here we are my um great grandfather was um deaf and blind by the time that he was i think 35. um and that's really difficult to think about today but if we think about back in like 1920 how few accessibility measures there were to improve the quality of life for people i mean i would just imagine him just just waiting for things to do waiting for you know his family to come home um you know so that he could you know touch their faces and feel their smiling and and interact however he did but i guess that was kind of the last part of it where it's like this you know You just kind of feel like the universe is pointing you in a direction and that was kind of the icing on the cake, I guess, or the straw that broke the camel's back or whatever.
0: Matt Diet, whose game ReCaptive, plays with the concept of AI and humanity and it features an alternate reality storyline that goes outside the game window and into the real world. He says that this funding was an exciting moment for his team and that it would make a huge difference to their lives.
5: I'm so excited like, and extremely proud of the team that we've put together to actually make this thing. Like, this wasn't a me effort. It was an us effort.
0: What does this funding actually allow you to do?
5: It allows me to pay staff um, in is basically the long and short of it. So we're all uh, working on this as basically a flat structure. You know, nobody answers to anybody else except for where something is their area of expertise Um, So I'll be doing programming and production on it. Um, Other team members, uh, so Morgan White is doing writing. uh, Jess Watson is doing art and accessibility stuff. And I'm also super, super happy that we got um, Damon Reese from um, uh, South Australia that's going to be helping us out and giving us narrative direction. And so everybody just kind of leads themselves and I can pay them to actually work on this. And for game developers here in WA, that's kind of a big deal when you're working on a what really is for us a passion project. It's something that we really love and we want to see come to life.
0: Screen West's CEO, Willie Rowe, hopes that this new funding might help attract back some game developers to Western Australia who left the state for other opportunities, and it could give new creators a chance to develop their careers in their home state.
1: We're seeing, with the success of the traditional um, screen sector in Western Australia, we're seeing uh, directors producers uh key creators coming back to wa to make projects to make movies to make documentaries um which is terrific and we we also think that there's enormous opportunity with the creatives in the gaming sector to recognize that they can that they can um, uh, follow their their career and 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 their passions and from western australia you don't need to go to sydney melbourne london new york wherever you can do it from 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 western australia and the, the emerging industries it is emerging and there are some, some successful gaming houses um, uh, have emerged in WA uh, and we would hope that would continue.
0: You can find the full list of recipients on our website, that's pixelsift.com.au. You can find heaps more indie game coverage from around Australia and the world there as well. Pixelsift is produced by Scott Quigg, Sarah Ireland, Fiona Bartholomeus, Mitch Lowe and my name is Gianni Giovanni, and I'm Pixelsift's executive producer. We'll be back again next week with another full-length Pixel Sift episode. That'll be episode 129. And we'll be talking to the team from Massive Monsters. You might remember we spoke to them about their first game, The Adventure Pals, in episode 72. And we'll be talking all about their new game next week, Never Give Up. That's all for now. We'll see you next time.